after this uh, wow, astonishing um, great speech. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I have to read. The first advice I would give to my speaker, if he's not a native speaker, would be, okay, write it down <laughs> and don't try to do it uh, freehand, freestyle. So um, if I would speak in German, I would stand in the middle of the room, I would speak in another way, maybe a bit like that, okay, just a bit. <laughs> and now I'm standing here behind the this lovely thing, and I try to tell you the first day, the first time I realized that there's something like a speechwriter who's 1969. I was almost four years old and was sitting next to my father who got a call. He was offered a very interesting job in the German Bundestag. Of course, I did not understand much of what I heard, but I remember one sentence. I heard him say, okay, man, promise me that I never have to write speeches. <laughs> it's a good start for me as my career speechwriter. But my father himself was a very good speaker, very, very good. And so I asked him years later, because I remember this sentence, this line, I asked him, hey, uh, why didn't you want to write speeches? You're such a good speaker by yourself. He said, oh God, I do not want someone to ruin my text by stressing it wrong. <laughs> he had, of course, to write speeches, and some of them has made, have, have made headlines. Years later, I knew what he meant. I was a journalist now. It was two decades later. And I spent much time listening to speeches in order to write about it or to produce TV reports. And um, you can remember, you can imagine it was not always a pleasure to listen to his speeches. You know why? Because you listened to him. <laughs> he told you why. Um, and it was a tough job, because often it was not easy to figure out the core message or to find it well strong and short enough for a TV report. We all know, if you have one minute and three se 30 seconds for a TV report, you can't have a quote like 25 seconds from Mr. Schäuble, from his uh, main speech in the Bundestag, uh, the report is over. So, and you're sitting and writing, oh, yes, yes, this, this could be, this could be the one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, okay, look for the next one. It's very difficult. A lot of, a lot of clients of mine say, ah, oh, and all this, it's, it's bad journalists always, they come into my, my curtain. I said, hmm, why? <laughs> I tell you how to do it better. Um, sometimes you had a message, and you were very happy. There was a message in the court, but this message was boring, and the message was very, very long. Sometimes there was a very good quote and you were very happy, but this quote did not affect the essence of the speech. So what to do with it? Sometimes you had both, a quote and a message. Seldom the message, message was getting the best quote. I saw speakers who did not feel comfortable at the lectern. I met people who had something to say. They had a lot to say. <coughs> No one was listening. Why? 
no one listened to all the people who had to say so much. Because they did not include their audience. Because they said nothing that did, uh, that did suit them. Or because they could not deal with a microphone sometimes. Sometimes it's that easy. And in these moments I was sitting and wondering, is there no one to help these poor people? As a speechwriter, years ago, I, was, I did not go to say, hello, I want to become a speechwriter. I was offered the job. And I, the first reaction of mine was, oh, no. <laughs> no, you can't expect me to, to write something and you will, you will uh, speak. No, I don't want to do it. I'm a journalist. But OK, I gave it a try. And then I quickly realized that it is not enough just to write a good text. Many speakers know everything about their company or their respective disciplines. But they don't, don't know exactly what is the key message. They don't know what you, they want to say. Whenever I asked about it, they said, hello, I hired you to write the message. I said, yes, I will. You tell me what you want to say. And then I develop the best slogan. Yes. And then they were thinking. Eventually, I decided to figure out the message together with the speaker, and I decided to become the coach. And not in, only in that cases. I learned more. Many CEOs or politicians feel insecure sometimes. But they cannot show to anyone. They are afraid. They have fear to show it. Especially not to their employees. And an external, as an external service provider, I had other options. I was able to talk honestly with them. And I was at Imago. Many people, the companies were very happy about it. Because from, coming from outside, from an external place, I could say all the things they always wanted to say to their boss. Yes. I was able to tell the boss what no one else dared as a journalist. I was able to tell them the best way to reach the public. And it's not that the people in the company couldn't tell them, uh, the bosses, to do this. But uh, I had the authority because I was a journalist. I said, ha what you say, I would make a report like this. Uh, or I wouldn't make a report because it's so boring. And so they could believe me. They would never believe to their, their own people, of course. I could explain to show feelings is not unprofessional. And this is a very, very important thing in Germany. Especially women are often very afraid to show emotions because they say, oh, everyone will think that I'm not tough enough to do the job. So the effect can be devastating. One day, a representative of an association attended a talk show. Yes, can you say, okay, a talk show, we are talking about speech writing. Yes, and I say a talk show is a little speech, always. Everything you say in public is a little speech. And so we had, a, we had to prepare the lady. And there was a, it was about a crisis situation. A lady had fallen ill because of a product made by one of the member companies of the association she was representing. And we told her to say, you must, you must show empathy. We said, you must 
tell that you are sorry. And she, we, we wrote down. Your story moved me very, very much. I hope you feel better soon. We do everything possible to clarify the facts. So I so good. She said these words. But her voice remained cold, and she didn't look, she didn't look at the lady while she was speaking. It was like the story you told me moved me very much. I hope you feel better soon. We do everything to clarify the facts. <laughs> Could you imagine a shit storm? Really big shit storm. After this experience, after speech a speech training, including body language on my portfolio, a customer told me that he was afraid to speak. His voice was shrill and unpleasant. As soon as he spoke into a microphone, he was nervous. Everyone could hear, everyone could see that. He breathed wrong. What to do? Just write him speech and leave him alone with all his fears, <coughs> with all his Schlappatmung in German? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I told him about my first appearance in front of a camera. How I had that, how I ran out of breath, how awful I felt. And now I learned, and how I learned to stay cool. He had to laugh. He was so grateful to hear that many people have to deal with things like that. The laughter eased him. In the end, I got him to lie down on the floor to make breathing exercises. I had gone next to him to show what he should do. I confess, uh, this was quite a ridiculous situation. And I had been glad that nobody came in. I hadn't, and it's very, very bad for a communication expert. I didn't have prepared some wording for a situation like that to explain why we are lying on the floor. It's okay, but it worked. Today he's a real speaker. Every time I'm asked to write a speech, I ask for the communication strategy of the customer. They are often confused. Why does she want to know my strategy? She should have to write my speech. But this is only a short time. Because I explain, a speech must never be considered in isolation. It must be embedded in all other communication activities. An example, if a speaker says to his staff, my door is open to you, yes, then it must be ensured that indeed time slots are set aside when the CEO is talking to employees. Or a speech on C um, CSR activities will be a boomerang if the company does not act sustainably in other areas. Strange as it sounds, energies can trigger internal crisis. I know a case where the boss wanted to motivate employees with a speech held at the Christmas party of the company. Christmas parties are very important in German companies and it's often used as the only situation where the boss talks to, the, to his employees. And so they think it's easy and I do it and it's going to be very great and so next year will be fantastic because of my fantastic speech. The boss didn't want to have a speech. He said, this little phrase is not really difficult. 
Okay. In thought. What did he do? It was a disaster. He forgot to praise the person who, in addition to her work, contributed an image campaign, which was a lot of uh, stuff to do. Hmm, not so good. Instead, he praised effusively someone for a mundane activity. Not so good. Some left the room. What he wanted to be a motivational speech and a public disaster. Someone else had invited to attend a staff meeting. It should be presented survey results. This had raised a consulting company. It was about process optimization. Many employees had complained about the leadership of the company. They felt disrespected. They said, it's a hard, uh, hard work. The boss presented the results, including the allegations, and said, I am what I am, and I have good reasons for everything I do. Great. This is a line we can remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he did not name the reasons. He had written these words himself, and the result was the employees refused to follow him, and he had to quit the job. Too late for my Okay. As a speechwriter, I point out such pitfalls, and I offer to develop overall strategies, provided that they do not exist. If I'm hired as a consultant for communications, I always tell the customer that speeches are important tools for communication, inside and outside, even outside of general meetings and press conferences. For me, the work of the speechwriter is inseparable from the work as a coach. How much coaching takes up a customer depends on their individual needs. I recommend to demonstrate the different uh, offers in conversation. That they should not uh, feel like uh, I want to I want you to I want to sell a lot of uh, services, but they should, should need that there is a some some more options. Ranging from the pure text writing about speech coaching, communication consulting, and sparing to monitoring during the speech. This is everything you can offer. The customer is perhaps not immediately accessible, but perhaps return to this later. I made this experience a lot of time. The uh, this decisive factor is mutual trust. Rent a friend, call the customer, wants my offer. He's not entirely wrong. I know that not all colleagues think like that. And the VADS, the German Speechwriters Association, there are many who offer only speeches, and that's perfectly okay. <coughs> Sometimes I invite those colleagues because coaching is emotionally exhausting. Despite all professional distance, you will be part of, of what you're doing and of what, what's their issue. And uh, for me, it would be impossible just to, to give a, a text, just to give a speech. I want to give everything I have, every skill I have for communication. And um, it, it makes the job very, very yeah, satisfying for, for the customer and for myself. So. Now some words to the VADS. It was founded in 1998, and here is one of our founders, Rudy Vogler. It was 
founded because in that year speechwriters in German in Germany were mostly ghostwriters in the literally. <laughs> Um, the 4ES was founded to improve the speech culture in Germany. It's one of the main points. But of course, we want to we want to create fair um, markets uh, markets for for speech writing and the speech writers. And we want to change the situation that nobody knows who writes the speeches for our most important politicians or, or CEOs. Um, the VLDS committed to, uh, we have a, cert a certificate launched representing a contribution to the improvement of speech culture. Once a year, we have our general meeting, every three years in Congress, to a socially relevant subject. Next year we will start uh, with a first parliamentary evening here in Berlin. And uh, yes. Since its uh, inception, the task of the association has been steadily increasing, and so its significance. We are proud to the things we have reached, and we have other objectives. Thank you so much.